by Celsius. I am John Ledyard from PeterReport.com. Along with me for this very special edition of the Peter Report podcast is my boss, the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Reynolds. Ladies and gentlemen, today is going to be Bucks 2021 NFL schedule release day in just about 14 minutes. Scott, I can't wait to find out who they're going to play this year and when they're going to play. We haven't seen any leaks at all all day. We are so in <laughs> yeah, the dark. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got about half the schedule. Uh, it looks like Dallas week one. I mean, that's been confirmed, right? That's Thursday night football. Yep. And that's going to be on September 9th at, at 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. Then um, week two is a bit of a mystery so far. We haven't seen any, any leaks about that. But weeks three and four look to be a very challenging um, end to September and, and into October here as you look at at uh, back-to-back games at the L.A. Rams mm-hmm. and then at New England. And that's at uh, Sunday Night Football, 8.20 p.m. Then we don't know about week five yet. Week six has been rumored to be Thursday Night Football again. At Philadelphia on eight uh, two Thursday night football. Yeah, I know yeah. one's to open the season, so it doesn't really count. But exactly. Then, then we're looking at, at a, a home game against Chicago in Week Seven, and then New Orleans is going to be uh, on Halloween at New Orleans, four twenty-five start. Then we're not sure about Week Nine yet. Week Ten, we're pretty sure it's at Washington. Week Eleven, that's Monday night football again. Up. Uh, I should say, uh, at home, facing the New York Giants. The, the Bucks played a close one up in New York on Monday Night Football last year against the mm-hmm. Giants. This time it's Monday Night Football at home. Weeks 12 and 13 are also mysteries, but then the Buffalo Bills will come to Tampa week 14 along with Bills Mafia. Boy, it's going to be cold up there and warm down here, so I would yeah. expect to see a lot of Bills fans. And then week 15, Sunday Night Football again, the Bucks get a, a mulligan. They get a do-over against the Saints. And that's at 8.20 p.m. Week 16, not sure about that. Week 17 will be a home game against the Jets. And then week 18 will be Carolina. Just not sure if it's going to be a home or away game yet. So we're looking at about six blanks right now on the schedule. We'll have those filled in as soon as the Hmm. the Bucs release that in a couple minutes. It's funny that these random games get leaked and not. I never pursue schedule release. I've never done it in my life. Never looked for a leak. Never like tried to talk to a sort like give me a game ahead of time. Honestly, when I wasn't covering a team, it was like the most overrated day of the year to me. Now yeah. I'm actually like <laughs> totally pumped. You know, yeah. obviously we know most of the games, and I've actually barely looked today because I'm just like I yeah. just want to find out. I, then so I agree with Tom Bucks fan, not confirmed, but bye week is like likely week five, and and I, I told you that John in in the the PR group chat, and the reason for that is is again week three at the LA Rams, week four. At New England on Sunday Night Football, I, I I don't think that the league would would make it so you've got a West Coast away game and then a Northeast mm. away game on a Sunday night, and then play Week Five, and then you're having a short week at Philadelphia, and then you go from from that that uh, you have ten days. Uh, what what about to Week play Nine? The Bears. Is week nine still a possibility? Week nine is still a possibility. That was yeah. what that was my prediction last night on locker room with Josh yeah. Allen. You and I were talking, and I said week nine. That's when the, I was total gas. But. Yeah, I would prefer week nine, just like Jack Barrett. Uh, weeks twelve and thirteen are available. Jordan, you are exactly correct. But um, I, I think it's going to be week five, just because of what that what that positioning is. Again, okay. it's, you're looking at at an away game against the, the Rams on the West Coast an away game on Sunday night at New England, and then you would essentially have a short week for week a week five game. Then you'd have an even shorter week for the Philadelphia game on Thursday night football. So it just seems to me that usually I think what the league's trying to do is have a bye week either before or after that Thursday night game mm-hmm. for rest. So okay. I think it's going to be earlier this year. It was week 12 last year. Okay. All right. Well, you've been doing this a lot longer than me, Scott. And so if you say it's going to be week five, I believe you that it'll well, be week five. I was hopeful that's that my Super guess. Bowl champs could get like a nice little mid-season 
Bye it would be nice. Week five but you know what, John? Cool. It was it was week twelve last year. It served this team incredibly well. Yeah, middle they, and late. I'm fine with yeah. early. I'm, I don't like early, man. Yeah. I don't like early. So I hope week five would be right after the Patriots, by the way. Yeah. Which, and the John, week before the Patriots play the Bucs. Hurricane I Irma rolled into town uh, several years ago, mm. and it forced uh, – be, because it was threatening Florida. I remember this, yes. Yeah, it forced the Bucks and the Bears to have their – or uh, not the Bears, but it the Dolphins. Bucks, right. Yeah, to, to have a bye week in week one. Right. And then the Buccaneers played 16 straight games of football after that. That's brutal. brutal. Yeah, yeah, that is not cool at all. That happens. We'll be we'll be petitioning the Bucks will be petitioning the yes. league office, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, we hope. And um, well, be, and, and I then, just can't wait to see kind of when these when it's all going to stack up as we look at each individual yeah. matchup. It's going to be interesting to see the the timeline of right. events that come. Even the Brady thing being early in the season, the Brady return yeah. to New England being early in the season. That to me, you know, I'm just thinking of reasoning for the league. I'm like, okay, well, right. this is. They want to make sure, not that anything happened to Brady, God right. forbid, but like they don't want it to be late in the season in case Brady got That's hurt true. or something like yeah. that and missed that game. That's a, or you know, that or game. in case the Patriots are not competitive again, right? They they right. want it to be That's a competitive game. So, yeah, good point. but I, I'll say this: you, you go back a couple years ago when the Buccaneers did have that Week One bye week because of of Hurricane Irma with sixteen straight weeks of football. You know, I know Gatorade is the preferred sideline beverage uh, of uh, of the NFL. But man, you would think that they could have used some Celsius back then, right, John? Sparkling watermelon again. That's what we're going yeah. with today, Scott. I'm telling you, man. I needed this one today. I needed this little kick, and I love it. Celsius, you know, the way that it powers active lives every day with essential functional energy, healthy energy, without the sugar, without the crash. It's a cheat code. It really, it's like this Bucks roster. It's <laughs> yes. a little bit of a yes. cheat code, it feels like. That is so well said, my friend. And and listen, um, you don't fully understand the, the power of Celsius until you don't have one. And, and I was, I was going okay today. I was going fine up until around, you know, one o'clock and then, and I usually have my Celsius around one. And, and I said, you know what, I, I, I'm going to, we're going to go grab it. I was busy today, had a very busy Wednesday as the schedule release is set to come out in probably less than 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I just, uh, all of a sudden it turned into three o'clock and I said, well, it's probably too late for me because it does work so well. It keeps me up if I have it after three. But man, I'm dragging right now at 7:30, and I should have had this bad boy a lot earlier. So, I, this I can is talk your 26 schedule release, Scott. Yeah, right? I can I can talk about the benefits of of Celsius when I drink it. I'm like, hey, I'm full of energy. Well, I tell you what, folks, when you don't have it, you miss it. So make sure that you, you drink your Celsius. Now, where do you find it? We'll go to Celsius.com. Click on the store locator. Type in your address. And, uh, and then you'll find out all these different stores will pop up, convenience stores, yeah. big box stores, chain stores, as well as health and fitness stores. And then you can taste the tasty flavors and find out which one is best for your palate. Yep, absolutely. Out there, no question about it, Scott. And uh, Michael Kiss saying he wishes he had a peach vibe Celsius right now. At least I, got I, my might, Celsius I might have a few of those laying around the house, Michael Kiss. Yeah. I might be able to run those over to your house. Might have a few peach vibes. I'll check for you. I see that subliminal message you're trying to send me by posting that for sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, Scott, when I looked at the schedule today, the biggest takeaway for me, and I wrote about this actually um, it, this this morning over at PeterReport.com, I just kind of wrote about how, man, this right now, the way that you look at this schedule, especially week one, you think, yeah. okay, the Bucks. you talk about being able to get off to a fast start. I'm not saying right. that they will. I'm just saying that as, as good as Dallas is offensively, Man, that defense, Scott, how in the yep. world? How do they keep pace with – like how? It's literally going to be on one side, Tom yep. Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, Scotty Miller, Giovanni Bernard, right, Lombardi Lenny against – I mean, this is no joke, Trevon Diggs and 
maybe Kelvin Joseph and yeah. Reggie Robinson's moving to safety. Carl O'Neill's moving to linebacker. Demonte KZ is playing kind of all over. He's coming in. He's going to be a safety. I mean, on paper, it's just such a huge mismatch. Dallas was lost defensively last year. Dan Quinn will be better, but Brady has torched Dan Quinn. I know for parts of two Super Bowls, they yeah. kept Brady in check a little bit, but when it mattered, he torched Quinn last year in two games. They torched yeah. Quinn. It just is, it doesn't feel like Dallas is kind of in position to, I'm not going to say win the game because they right. can compete that offense. You get a couple breaks. You know, the Bucks get sloppy. You know, like th th that can always happen. I rarely will rule that out. But on paper, this is just a, a great matchup to me for Tampa Bay's offense to get off to a hot start. Yeah, and, and not just that, but you're looking at at uh, at that guy right there, Dak Prescott, coming back, and and after missing so much time, obviously about the preseason and training camp to to get back into the the swing of things. But you're right, John, with with um, with Dan Quinn's defense not doing well in Atlanta against Tom Brady and the Bucks last year, and they knew the defense. I wonder how all of these new pieces, and it seems like the Cowboys are flush at linebacker right after the draft, but not, <laughs> but maybe not in other positions. And again, you're talking about moving Keanu Neal to linebacker. Okay, well, they, didn't they just draft two linebackers? Yeah. And they have two linebackers that are already starters from, oh, from last year. I mean, I mean they have they have like 15 linebackers, yeah. no corners that are proven. Right. I know they hope Diggs and Joseph will be <laughs> right. those guys, but it's so, just yeah, it, a lot, it, a long way to go right now. Even yeah. though Diggs, they love him as a rookie, and he got a couple picks, and I know they were excited, but he got toasted a ton too, man. Yeah. I mean, he got toasted a yeah. lot last year. So well, it, you're I right. can't see it being pretty. It's it's really going to have to be just a, a shootout, right? It, you're gonna ha it's going to have to be Dallas's wide receivers really stepping up and and uh, and putting some points in the board. It's going to be after yeah. one of those games where Dask Dak Prescott started the season throwing for like 400 yards a game. It seemed right. I mean, he mm -hmm. was he was on a tear. And, and I think that's the type of offensive output that Dallas is going to have to have to be able to match what Tampa Bay is going to do. And then I just don't think Dallas's defense is going to have an answer for stopping Tom Brady in this offense. That's going to be the thing. Can what do what does Tampa Bay defense look like? I think that'll be a big storyline because they weren't playing that well, honestly, toward the end of the year. And then the the, the, the flip the script really flipped going to the playoffs, and it became yeah. just such a totally different story, man. I mean, it was. They played so well in the playoffs and were such a pivotal reason why that team won the Super Bowl. Yep. Then you kind of – now this season, I, I mean, what do you expect? Because there's really no changes in terms of personnel. And we didn't get – you know, the offense, it was kind of always – they can get out of their own way. They're going right. to just destroy people. And that was kind yeah. of always the theme. Almost every game last year with very few exceptions, the Saints, the second Saints game maybe where they were banged up, parts of the Rams game where they were actually like literally outplayed, I felt like. In the, but most of the time it was yeah. just them beating themselves – when they had that struggle. So you always kind of felt like they were going to figure it out offensively, way more talent on that side of the ball, mm -hmm. way more proven talent defensively. We felt like last year there was a lot of ups and downs and, and throughout the year, second half of the season was more downs than ups for the defense a lot. And then the playoffs was so good. It honestly made us forget about that. Some, and I was right. happy to do so, but now we look and we have a coming clean slate and we say, all right, well, if this defense plays like it did in the playoffs, mm -hmm. That's when we start talking about some crazy records, Scott. That's when yeah. we start talking about like finishing what sixteen and one. What is it? Seventeen games now. Sixteen, 17. you know, something like that. Like yeah. that's when you start to. But that has to to me the offense. If Brady doesn't decline, I don't know how that group. I mean, they were doing, they were doing things, and they were barely throwing play action passes, and they're still putting up points. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, they're still leading the well, league in this area. As, as Jake Arians said on our Monday podcast, and Buff fans, if you haven't had a chance to watch that or listen to that podcast that Mark Cook and I did with uh, Jake Arians on Monday's Peter Report podcast, go do it. It's fantastic. Great insight. This is the son of Bruce Arians. He's dialed in. And one of the things that he was talking about was, was just that, was having uh, the, the Bucks not even play their best you know, game of the year, really, until the Super Bowl. So, yep. And the schedule is getting dropped now. It looks like I saw a video go out from Buccaneers.com. Yep. Week nine by week, somebody said <laughs> that would be clutch if that's there. We go. That's true. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, we should be getting the schedule here from uh, from the Buccaneers anytime. 
Yeah, and that's I think that what they say they have they have a they're dropping a video here. Is Gronk reading the schedule? Oh, no. <laughs> Can we count on it? Is it reliable? <laughs> Week nine by a bunch of people are saying now. I'm psyched. Let's go, Scott. Yep. Week well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to dip out real quick. I'm going to bring Mark Cook in, and I'm going to update the schedule, and uh, and then we're going to – You dip out. I'll bring Mark in. Yep. That sounds good. Here we go. The legend himself, Mark Cook, here to talk about this Buck schedule. Week nine by week, Mark. How are you feeling about week nine over week five? I love it. I love I it. When I too. saw week five as a rumor, I thought this is awful. You know, John, last year, you and Scott may have talked about this and I might have missed the beginning of it, but last year, that late bye week, we all kind of cringed and said this is awful. Now, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because this team really needed that week off and it really got them energized, got them focused, and, and they went down the stretch, obviously, and we saw what they did. They just didn't lose again. But uh, week nine, much better than week five, in my opinion. The Buccaneers schedule maker or the NFL schedule makers have not been kind to the Buccaneers over the years when it comes to the bye weeks. Um, and even the schedule itself a few years ago when they had them, you know, going across the country and then going across the ocean. I mean, it was just a ridiculous stretch of games. But um, if this pans out week nine, if that's the case, that's going to be terrific for this football team. I think that comes really at the perfect time. Right. Oh, no, I agree. I mean, that's to me, that's a lot better than getting into week five. I mean, obviously, you never know how things are going to um, they're going to unfold. But I mean, OK, so we've got let's let's just read. I'm just going to read the schedule for everybody. I know some of this we already know. So bear with me as I tell, tell you some information you've probably heard before. But week nine is going to be against Dallas, uh, obviously, as we know at home. And then uh, week two uh, against Atlanta, week three. So that was I think week two is a question mark, Scott said. Week three is going to be the Rams, so not too easy ones to start the season. Lots of good offenses to start the season. Three premier quarterbacks to start the season. Week four, you travel to New England. Uh, week five against Miami. Week six against Philadelphia. Those are, you know, that Philadelphia one's one you got to win. Um, week seven, Chicago. Week eight, uh, New Orleans. Uh, then you've got the week nine bye. Week 10 against Washington. Week 11 against the Giants. Uh, week 12 is against the Colts. Uh, week 13 will be Atlanta again. Week 14, wait, wait, wait. Buffalo. Did you say week week 12 against the Colts? I you thought that it, was yeah. the I thought that was the automatic 17th game. That uh, no, that it's it's the 17th okay. game, but not the week 17 okay. game. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the extra right. game, My but apologies. it's all yeah. Those are all going to be mixed in different weeks. Um, okay. Week 13 uh, will be at the second Atlanta game. Then week 14 against Buffalo. Week 15 against the Saints. Week 16 against the Panthers. Week 17, the Jets, and week 18, the Panthers again. So, really, I the only people... major cold weather game, right? If, if I'm just listening off of what you said, is that Jets game potential, you know, as a, as a really cold, because that's going to be late, late December. Yeah, um, I wish they said they don't say I'm, on this one which ones are home and away. I don't remember off the top of my head. Wait, yeah, they, I think they traveled to New York this year. I can't, yeah, I think remember. you're I'm right. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. That's about it. Yeah, that's uh sounds good. Does does what's your reading, John? Does it have the uh, primetime games or is it just just the teams right now? Yeah. Okay. Let's see this. Um, we know week one is primetime. <laughs> week one is primetime. Yes. Week four against New England will be uh, Sunday night football. Great. Uh, looks like a night. Week six against Philadelphia. Um, week six against Philadelphia is going to be a night game. And then that's is that Thursday night football? That is Thursday night yeah. football, yeah. week six. And then week eleven against the Giants is going to be Monday night football. Good, that's all. And game. then week fifteen against the Saints will be Sunday night football. So was that five wow. primetime games? Yeah, yeah, that's five. So I and think, I think the most you can, yeah, five national evening game. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, it, it's it means we're going to be up really, really late. You know, John, yeah. I, I I laugh because my dad, he always, and I've probably said this to you before, but my dad always introduced me as, as this guy gets paid to watch football. Well, yes, a little bit. But what I actually get paid to do is write about football after we watch football. So while yeah. my dad is asleep at midnight, we're down in a locker room <laughs> waiting on a coach or a press conference. And then we go yep. back up and then we write and then we do podcasts. So uh, a little bit of a misnomer, but nobody's complaining. It's a hell of a game. Right. Yeah, there's uh, no question about it, but you're, you're right. Some of those nights are late nights by the time we get out of there. There's no oh, doubt. Yeah. Uh, and then Mondays are early morning, so we're yeah. catching up on Monday nights on sleep typically. But, yeah, we've got a couple <laughs> 4 o'clock games. Week 2 against Atlanta is a 4.05 kick. 
425 uh, week seven against Chicago. Um, week three actually against the Rams. Excuse me, I missed that one as a 425 game. So the Bucs don't play on one o'clock, a one o'clock game until week five against Miami, the full month, first month of the season. It's night game week one, week two, 405, week three, 425, and week four, it's a night game again on Sunday right. night football. So first one o'clock kick is against Miami, and that's the only one o'clock kick over the first nine weeks of the season. Mark. Now let's look, let's look at this schedule again and, and let's look at the nationally televised games at home versus on the road. We've got five. We know Dallas is at home. We know uh, what were the other nationally televised games? I didn't I didn't write them down, but um, let's see. Um, okay, so the, the nationally televised games are the ones that will be at home will be Dallas, the Giants, and the Saints on Sunday Night Football as okay. well. Those will all be home ones. And then the road ones will be New England and Philadelphia on Thursday Night Football yeah, uh, for yeah. the Philly game. So those will be the two road, no, so three least- night games at home. New Orleans, James. New Orleans game, you know, I'm I'm just gonna say from just an early indication, traveling to the Rams and traveling to New Orleans in a night game, if it's a full Superdome, uh, are the two games just off the top of my head that probably present the biggest challenge. I mean, you could say Buffalo, but you don't know how they're gonna be. Um, are they gonna come down a little bit? Were they overachieving last year? I don't think so. But um I I, I said this a while back, and and, and I'm gonna be writing about it in my hook tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be looking at how many games the Buccaneers are going to be favored. Now, again, I'm not the odds makers, and I'm going to look and see if early odds come out. But I'm going to say, I mean, John, if any, would you say any of these games definitively we can say the Buccaneers would be underdogs in? Again, that's before injuries and all of those things. I'm talking about today, if odds makers were going to put odds, who and which of those games besides potentially the Rams on the road would you think that the Buccaneers could even be uh, um you know, an underdog in. I, I agree with you. I don't think that they're an underdog in any of these games. I mean, obviously something changes as, you know, yeah. somebody gets hurt or something yeah. like that, but <laughs> Buffalo is the one. only one, but right. Buffalo, I'm looking at this and I'm just looking where but the that's top, a home game. That's a yeah, home. That's game. the just, only one that could be in my opinion. Yeah. But even then, even, I don't think it's going to happen. But you don't, you don't think the Rams on the road, that one could be no, a too early a in the season. Game. Yeah, that, I, I don't think so. Too early in the season, the Rams lost them the defensively. You know, I think Stafford coming in helps a lot. But right. what? Are, how do the Rams open their seat? You know, who what? Who could they yeah. beat? To uh, I, I don't think so. Maybe if it were later in the year, but again, yeah, I, I look at this slate and I say no way. They're, I mean, look at quarterbacks are the biggest indicator, right? So right off the bat, you're going to face some good ones: Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, uh, and and Matt Stafford. Then you go to New England. We'll see who's a quarterback for New England. Week five, a lot to learn about Tua still. Week six, a lot to learn about Jalen Hurts still. Week seven, who's going to be Chicago's quarterback? We don't know. You know, Week eight, who's going to be the Saints quarterback? We don't know, especially by week eight. It right. doesn't even matter who starts the season. Uh, you know, you hope for, for rating's sake, I'm sure they hope Jameis is still hanging in there if he does win the job. Week 10, Washington, you know it's going to be Fitzpatrick. You, you think at that point he still has a job. We'll see what Taylor Heineke can do. Week 11, Daniel Jones. Week 12, Carson Wentz, can he rebound? You know, week 13, Matt Ryan again. Uh, week 14, then you have Josh Allen. It's like a huge jump back up from where, you know, to the week three caliber quarterbacks. Then we, then again, you got Saints and, and twice against the Panthers and then the Jets of Zach Wilson starting there still in week 17. Um, you know, if he's starting by that point. So you you have a ton of question quarterback question marks. Lots yeah, you of really good do. teams, in my opinion, on the Bucs schedule, but and, lots and of quarterback I, question marks. And I think that New England game, you know, being week four helps the Buccaneers, certainly if they end up starting Mac Jones. Mac Jones will be a better quarterback in week 15 than he's probably going to be in week four. And plus, that's going to be a completely rebuilt defense. But going on the road, you know, uh, on a nationally televised game, Against Bill Belichick is it's going to be a tough game, regardless of who starts at quarterback. But I, yeah. I I don't think there's any way that the Buccaneers aren't favorites in that game. Demetrius M says, "Mark, stop talking about the goat getting hurt. You're going to jinx us." Okay, no more. I'm I think not going to that bring was that me. up again. Is that you or is that me? That might have been. Well, me. I said when when you said in case something happens crazy, you know they'll oh, be right. favored in all the games. I said, "Yeah, like Tom Brady going down in Week One." Yeah, I think I right. might have accidentally right. said that. But all right, so I'm not gonna say there's that. the schedule. Look at Scott Reynolds. Graphic man extraordinaire. Quickly. And I'm pretty sure this is accurate. Pretty sure I was able to, to get him off uh, accurately. So, but, uh, so, you know, what it looks like is, is, you know, you got a tough stretch. I think we talked about it at the top of the show, John, with, with the Rams and new England back to back, 
And then you've got really kind of a short week there because you're not getting back from New England until uh, early Monday morning, right? Yeah. And then you've got a Sunday home game. Then you've got a really quick turnaround with Philadelphia, and there's no bye week until week nine. John, you got your wish. You got the, the bye week at number nine. But I tell you, the Buccaneers might want that bye week after that Philly game instead because you're going to have – you're going to have a road-weary team with those three trips to L.A., New England, and then a short week with Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, the, the bye week, I, I think they're going to be ready for that in week nine. And then really you come out of the bye week and you go, you go to Washington. Then you've got the Monday night uh, football game against the Giants at home. And then back-to-back games, Indy and Philly, back-to-back home games, Buffalo, New Orleans, back-to-back away games, Carolina and the Jets. And that Jets game is going to be cold weather. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Right. That's the only. Is that? That's really the only one. I mean, yeah, Indy's always cold. <laughs> Having been there many times, that place never. The wind never stops at that place in Week 12. You know that'll be all right. Yeah, but, but it's they're inside. The, yeah. Oh yeah. That, so that's not even that. That's not even a big deal. So. Yeah. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking at the Buccaneers' official release, Scott. Just double checking your schedule. I bet. I think so far everything pans out exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, to me, the biggest thing about this schedule, I think they're again. I there's very few teams in the NFL. I'm like, wow, they're not even they're not even good. You know, I I feel like Philadelphia is one you got to win with where they're at right now as a roster. Yeah, like that one. There's some that like you can't lose this game. Like you know those kind of yeah. games. There's certainly a couple of those, but you know even the Giants, Washington, you know all these teams. Indianapolis has some question marks, but the, the biggest thing is quarterbacks, right? They they don't face that many high caliber quarterbacks. Start the season, sure. Right, you know, but you're after those first three games. We'll see how some of the rookies adjust. You know, if they get Justin Fields, yeah. if they get Zach Wilson, we'll see what that is. going to be going to Cam or, Newton or Mac Jones by right. week four, fellas. We, That's we don't yeah. even, right. We don't even know yeah. that. Um, you know, we don't know New Orleans situation. What's going to happen yeah. there? Really, you know, we think James will win the job, but we don't know. You know, it's like really those first three, and then you've got thirteen and fourteen. You've got Matt Ryan and Josh Allen. But to me, that's kind of the biggest takeaway of the schedule when you talk about the difficulty of it. Yeah. I definitely think there's games you can lose in here that are tough, but I think quarterback play is typically the biggest indicator there, and the Bucs just have the clear-cut massive advantage in in almost all of these games there. Right. Scott, you've got Philadelphia uh, on week six. Again, all, by the way, all, all of it matches up exactly with what the Buccaneers said. The Amazon Thursday night football game. It, it, for people wondering about that, I, I you know, Amazon is going to take that over and be exclusive, but not this year. That starts in 2023. It will be nope. simulcast on Amazon as well. No, right? it, it, no, Amazon is actually moving up. They're doing it this year. Are oh, they? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Wow. All so right, Amazon. You, you better you start your getting game? your Amazon Prime ready if uh, you're not going to Philly to be able yeah, to watch now, that now game. I, I will say this. Supposedly in local markets, they will have a local television channel. Yeah, 32 MOR usually does that. Yeah, simulcast it for for regular television. Well, that's good. Yep. So three home home games um, for them in primetime and two away games in primetime. We haven't talked about this a lot, guys. I don't know that it matters now because they won in big stages that were obviously primetime in the playoffs. They won four of those games. But this is not a team that played well in primetime all of last year. Is there any thought process for you, at least, Scott? Like, do, do you have does that go through your mind at all still with this team, or do you feel like the Super Bowl that kind of went out the window after the playoff run? Uh, I still kind of think it could be a thing, even in week one, where they could start kind of slow. Week one, everything's weird, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I would say this to me, you know, and, and listen, Jack Barrett does make a good point in terms of, of the bye week. You know, you, you do have a little bit of of, the, of, uh, of of a cushion there because after that you do have ten days, right? Mm-hmm. You have you got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you know, Monday all the way until next Sunday against Chicago. So I, I do get that. That's a little bit of a mini buy, but boy, on the front end of that, that's that's a lot of football from the Rams game to the Philly game, and and you're talking three road trips, and and then and then the Dolphins home game sandwiched in between. So. Uh, I get. I that. love. I love Jack saying ten days off in a game where the starters are sitting at the start of the fourth. <laughs> you hope. I mean, that's yes. definitely yes. what you hope well, against. Yes, the and, and you know what? I I think that might be a thing. Uh, you know, Bruce Arians. Listen, there were times last year. Remember in the Saints game, right? I mean, the Saints are shellacking the Buccaneers, thirty-eight to three, and and Brady was getting sacked a plenty in that game, throwing interceptions. It was just an awful game all the way around. 
And I, I think I asked uh, Bruce Arians, who was very testy after the game, and I said, I said, what was Brady doing? And he's like, he's our starting quarterback. He's, you know, he's <laughs> playing the game. I'm like, all right, well, you were losing that, that game at halftime. I mean, I know you have Tom Brady, but this was not against the Falcons. It was not the Super Bowl. And you guys were the Buccaneers at that time, still feeling your way through this thing, not the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I, I get what he's saying, but I wonder with 17 games now, if if the Buccaneers do really run it up, if he does what he did against Detroit, which is where you rest some of the starters a little bit earlier. And I, th- I think that really he did that against dividends. Green Bay as well. Uh, remember, Blaine Gabbert came in that game. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Made me very happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'll tell you who's going to be really hot, and, and we're going to have him on here shortly. Matt Matera is going to get to spend New Year's in New York. He's going to be able to watch the ball drop in That's Times right. Square, man. That's like wow, December, I mean, that. January 1st or 2nd, something like that. Um, I won't, I've always wanted to go to New York, guys, but don't think I want to go to New York right now, and I don't think I want to go when it's uh, you know, sub freezing temperatures. So, we'll two we'll, uh, regular yeah. season games in January is re- is is gonna take some. I just it's weird, man. I hate January. This, I, I hate, yeah. the, I yeah. hate the 17 thing. I mean, I like more football, I just oh, it's gonna mess up our history, it's gonna mess up our stats, it's gonna drive me crazy. Oh, it's, it's drive me crazy. You I, know I think, I think you're gonna see more. 2000 yard rushers. I think, right. I think you might have a, a 2000 yard receiver. And you have to put an that, asterisk next to all of them. Yeah. That 5,000 yard, only eight quarterback uh, yeah, thing gonna of, of Jameis, that's going to fall. Yeah. Oh, there'll be a couple of those this year, including potentially one, another one here in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, um, alien Mastodon, who's always in, in the, in the chat. We appreciate that. Brings up a great point. Stay healthy bucks. Listen to Jake Aaron's that's right. Because at the end of the day, Tampa Bay has been in two Super Bowls. The common denominator for those two Super Bowls was pretty much a, a healthy Buccaneer football team. I mean, the Buccaneers had one starter, one, on injured reserve back in 2002, Mark. Remember, Booger McFarland, yeah. right? It was yeah. the Chuck, yeah. Chuck and Buck show. And if you're going to take, take one piece out of that Bucks defense, and that Monty Kiffin defense, it's either the Sam linebacker or the nose tackle, just based upon the importance of the position. Those were lower in the totem pole. And, and both of those wins, the Buccaneers were able to take advantage of a depleted offensive line. Remember yeah. the um, Barrett the, Robbins, the center yeah, was, was went out. AWOL. Right, he went AWOL, just disappeared. Yeah. Right, and so right. Um, you know that completely threw things off. And then, of course, having the Chiefs and and look, you're right, staying healthy is the key. The to the yeah. the healthiest teams tend to be the ones standing towards the end. Yeah. The Chiefs were 14 and two in the regular season last year, 14 right. and two. But they got key injuries at the wrong time, right? And uh, and the Buccaneers and, took and advantage. The Bucks of that. got Vita Vea back at the right time, right? And, and really, Alex Kappa was the only injured starter, yeah, on both sides of the ball, yep, in the Super Bowl. That's that's yep. crazy to think about, but it's true. And right. you know what? That's exactly that's exactly what happened. Is is it, you know one starter was missing from the 2002 Super Bowl team, and if you want to count OJ Howard as a semi starter um, on offense, that's fine too. But you're looking at really OJ Howard, and you're looking at at um, uh, Alex Kappa as the only starters. There's something to, to be said for the TB12 method, man. And we know this is crazy, Scott. And Scott, I don't know if we've even told John this. When we were at the Bruce Arians thing, um, Christine, Jake's mom, and, and Bruce's wife had recently had knee surgery, and mm-hmm. I jokingly said to Bruce, "You know, do you got the TB12?" And he says, "Absolutely." Tom's trainer had been working with her. Yeah, and we know Mike Alex Evans Carrera. and Mike Evans uh, also had Tom, you know, getting him over his injury situation yeah. there when he suffered that injury in the last regular season game, but was able yeah. to play. So we, uh, we've got the, we've got that. the preseason games here too. And I think we're going to uh, step, step Mark out and bring yep. Matt in here to get his thoughts specifically on the jets week 17 <laughs> matchup, because <laughs> that's the one that he has, Well, let's go to these preseason games really quick. It is three AFC opponents. It is, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in, uh, at home on August 14th. It is the Tennessee Titans at home on August 21st. Season games to Houston to play the Texans on August 28th. So they get three AFC foes to to tune up against. I was hoping the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. They had that. <laughs> that was that was preseason That's week right. one last year, Scott. Yep. Then COVID hit. 
and it was supposed to be it was going to be great. It was my first game covering the Bucks was going to be against the Steelers. I think they and played them the year before too. Not I think you're right. I think they might have. Yeah. So I was hopeful that that would they'd run that one back, but instead it's going to be the Bengals and Titans at home, and then it's going to be the Texans on the road for the preseason slate for the Bucks. Matt Matero, what do you think at the Jets Week 17, man? How are you feeling about it? I'm excited about it. I would have liked them to. I would have liked the Bucks to play the Jets much earlier in the season to take advantage of playing against a rookie quarterback. I mean, by that time of the year, you would think if you're supporting the Jets, you would hope that he's progressed to that point where he's upgraded in his game. But you guys have talked a lot about, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that they're playing against. Obviously, guys like Josh Allen and Matt Ryan, you know, they're legit. But there's a lot of uncertainty about the quarterbacks that the Bucks are going to play. I think a big thing with the uncertainty is that a lot of these guys don't have experience either playing in the NFL or playing with their current team. I mean, right now, and this is not even including Mac Jones, who could be starting when the Bucs go and play the Patriots in week four. You have nine quarterbacks that have had nine starts or less with their current team. Stafford's obviously on a new team. Jalen Hurts had four starts. He's essentially a rookie this year. Justin Fields is a rookie. The Saints, we we don't know what's up with that situation, but neither of those quarterbacks have started often with the Saints. Uh, same thing with Washington and the Jets. Zach Wilson's a rookie. The Colts, Carson Wentz, first year with the team. Tua's only had nine starts. He's the guy that's had the most starts more than anyone right. uh, as far as who the Bucs are, are facing. And yeah. obviously, he struggled. He's a big question mark going to this year. And then last but not least, uh, Sam Darnold. So uh, I'm so – I'm really – pumped up to see we know what's going to happen with the Bucks offense they're they're going to be yeah. in tune but I want to see how much the Bucks defense can take the next step and we knew they were great but now I want to see them continue on that maybe get more sacks than last season maybe get a couple more turnovers last mm -hmm. season because they're playing against teams that are inexperienced at quarterback I mean we saw even Tom Brady had his growing pains with the Bucks last season and that's why yeah. playing the Rams so early I think is great for the Bucks. Yes, I agree. And Dallas, I, agree. I think, because they're trying to put together this totally new defense. I think them drawing Dallas early in the season is so good for Tampa Bay because the I just think Dallas is going to be like trying to put together like all these new pieces. They have so many young guys, and they might have talent, and maybe it comes together. I don't think it's going to come together in week one, though. That would that would be the big shock to me. So, yeah. again, I think the schedule is laid out really favorably for the Bucs. You said it's got over the years. This has not necessarily been – the league has not necessarily been the kindest to Tampa Bay with the schedule. There's been some things. There's been lots of complaints uh, with things over the years. Yeah. I think they might be making up for it this year. It looks pretty favorable. Not, not to cut you off again, but, yeah, two years ago, the Bucs didn't have a home game for like over a month because their one home game was over in London. Right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, it goes, I mean, some of it was out of the, like Scott was mentioning with the hurricane, some of it was kind of out of yeah, the control, but there, there is, you know, it has been kind of a consistent theme. I know Trevor's always kind of said to me like over the years, like, here we go again, can't wait to see. And right now, I mean, having a week nine bye, getting that 10 day break after the Philly game, not having any three game roads or anything like that. Like, I mean, I think the way the schedule's laid out pretty favorably, I mean, to me, it makes it again, not that any of this means anything by the time the season yeah. starts. We're just doing what we can to analyze what's in front of us right now with the obvious disclaimer that there will be information we don't know at this point <laughs> in right. time when well, the year rolls around. But. You're right, John. And one thing we don't know either is how the Buccaneers are going to tackle three preseason games instead of four. Right. Um, we don't know that. Yeah, will Brady and, play like at all? I mean, right. uh, in yeah, part yeah. of one game, what, probably the second game, right? But that, Yeah, and it might be a thing where with this rookie quarterback in Kyle Trask, they really want to see what he's got early on and, yeah. and also play uh, Blaine Gabbard and maybe save Brady for the 17 game schedule. Uh, you know, I like uh, having three preseason games because as, as you know, Matt, yeah, um, quicker to the point. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you get right to the start of the season faster, but also too, how many times have we, have we seen uh, a thunderstorm roll into oh, Tampa and, and delay, I'll have lightning delays for an hour sometimes. And you're talking about games that start around seven 30 anyways. And don't get over till eleven thirty. Mm. Now you're pushing back a meaningless preseason game for an hour. You know, yeah. This the, the worst is when it's like that. Midnight. When it's like that, that week four preseason game when yes. you know it, 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 we're, yes. we're already at the Thankfully, point. All right, there's like five players on this roster that have a chance of making the team. Exactly. And no offense to them, but you know, let's just keep it going, John. <laughs> it's funny because exactly. I think. I think the last time that I was on last week, uh, when the show ended, we were talking a little bit about 
again, you know, preseason, it is what it is. People just want to fast forward to the regular season. But we're talking about because this Bucks draft was a, a draft of luxury and they're picking guys for depth and that can be groomed to be a starter in a year from now. This is going to be kind of an exciting preseason because you're going to get to see Kyle Trask playing when he's not going to play in the regular season. Joe Trine is going to get a lot of opportunities where you yeah. might not see that in the regular season because Shaq and JPP hate to get off the field. So this right. is going to be a more entertaining preseason. Anthony Nelson's team. finally going to play in a preseason game, right? This guy's yes. this is yeah, his the, third year. The long way to you. Yeah. He could use it. It could be big, big moments for Anthony Nelson, I think. But <laughs> you're exactly right, Matt. It'll be for a team that's as low as the Bucs, the preseason takes on a lot of intrigue to me because of the, of the presence of Cal Trask. You know, if he wasn't here, you know, and you could say what you want about whether he should be or shouldn't be, but if he wasn't here, the preseason would be, seem very much like, let's get everybody healthy. We know all these guys can play. Everybody's playing. But now I think it definitely there is a layer of that with he and Jalen Darden, especially that's like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, let's see. And obviously try on as well. And you know what? Keyshawn you're going to get to see him too. in the regular season. Keyshawn right. Keyshawn, good point. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple, there's a trio there of, of guys who were drafted in those first four rounds that you kind of want to see if any of them can be part of something, you know, in the future, um, because obviously we're being able to replenish the all positions are, is going to be important. So yeah, it is going to add an intrigue uh, to those three preseason games, especially because I think they're going to play, especially Trask. I think he's going to play a ton. I mean, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, what what are you going to do with him if he's going to be your QB three in the regular season? His chances of seeing the field are pretty slim. So yeah, exactly. I'd love to see him get some reps, uh, yeah. a lot of reps in the preseason for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Matt Matera, we appreciate you coming on. And, uh, and and checking out the schedule with us. And uh, any final thoughts? Any any games that stand out to you that we haven't talked about yet? I just think the the opening stretch those those first five games are uh, really going to be telling for if, if the Bucks have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, or if the, if they're right. like, okay, we put the Super Bowl behind us, we're on to go for two. I think that's going to be yeah. a real test those first five games. But it, yeah, the schedule plays out pretty well for the Bucks. I, I'm expecting them to win the division and make the postseason. So it's all good things here. Bucks are yeah. still Super Bowl champs last time I checked. Right. That's right. And it, and it's still, we have a victory Monday coming up yep. uh, in just, just a, a few days. Another victory Monday. That's awesome. Right. You know, well, the, thank the you thing, for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. The the thing too is, is when you look at, at, at this uh, schedule, John, I, I don't like to make roster not roster but uh season predictions yet right i right. don't like to sit there and do that i like to go through training camp i like to go through through the um just the process of the preseason and 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 to me i i'll, I'll reserve whether this team's going to go uh 11 and 6 uh 12 and 5 it's weird saying those things, right? You should say 12 and four or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, I know. I'm going to have to do the math all over again in my head about every time. Exactly. That, but no, well, I, I look at the, I look at the slate just at the beginning, Scott. And I think Matt's exactly right. Those first five games, yeah. that's going to tell you a lot. It gets, I'm not saying it's all easy after that, right. but it gets easier. But I mean, even new England, forget who's playing quarterback. I mean, Belichick yeah. will be so ready for that game. Oh, yeah. There's going to be all the extra Brady's stuff. Brady's going to be ready for that one, too. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's going to be a hard yeah. game for everybody. You know who else is ready for the schedule? Taylor Jenkins, the Grizz. How are we What's doing? up, Grizz? How are you, man? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited. John, like you said, sometimes <laughs> not always the most exciting day, I think, coming off of a Super Bowl victory, and you got a lot of really big teams on the, on the schedule. I'm really excited for this one. So excited to talk about the schedule. How are you guys doing? I'm doing, doing great, great, man. It's crazy that the Bucks have what the fifth easiest strength of schedule, or yeah. something, fourth easiest, or something like that. Yeah. But when That's I look cool. at the schedule, I'm like, man, that to me that just says there's so much parity in the league right now. Like, I don't see a lot of easy games any for anybody. Then if yeah. it's not if they're not there for the Bucks, I really, you know, I think the Bucks are going to win most of these games and you know finish with a very good record. But it's yeah. hard to see a lot of easy ones right now. Here's here's my caption for this photo. You know. Bill, you tried to get me some weapons. You failed. I'm heading to Tampa. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to win a Super Bowl, and you're not making the playoffs. So there. <laughs> and then I'm going to come back to New England a year later and kick <laughs> right. your butt for not giving me those weapons. Going to kick your I'm ass. I'm going to show for you what weapons, weapons look like. Right. Then he went out and spent all that money on yeah. Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> right. We'll and, see. Uh, and who was the other? T they brought in another tight end. They drafted two in the third round. He's always hurt. Last year, two third round tight ends the year before. 
can't have too many tight ends in that New England offense. I heard they're, but, I heard they're re-signing Ben Coates, too. Yeah. Is that true? I love it. Edward Fernandez, I'm dying for the season to start already. Let's go. No, I completely agree with Edward. I literally was thinking this today. I was like, man, this all this anticipation of what the next game is is making me so excited for the next, for the to see this team back out on the field and real football yep. happening again and can't come soon enough and we still got a ways to wait. But we got rookie minicamp coming up this weekend. We're going to be there covering the event. That's going to be a blast. And we've got OTAs coming up and we'll see what happens yep. with those. And we've got minicamp uh, after that. And so, yeah, it's, it's going to be – there's going to be some football here for us to right. be able to oh, break down and analyze. Scott Federico, great point. Khalil Davis also could use some preseason yes. reps. You know, so, yeah, I def- it's going to be really interesting to see – yeah, don't forget about getting Sue and McClendon preseason reps, man. Yeah, yeah, there, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. All right, Grizz, so what, what are some of your initial thoughts here when you look at this? Um, what what jumps out at you? What uh, what, what maybe gives you pause or, or some reason for concern? So, obviously, we had our recent roundtable, and we said who should the Bucks open their season against for week one. Who did you pick? We, I picked the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Um, I think. Did anybody pick I, Dallas? Yeah, somebody did. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Matt, did. Matt may have picked Dallas. I think me okay, and Mark Matt. picked the Saints. You picked the Giants, Scott. Um, but I when you look Bills. at it, I think the Dallas is a, is a great option as far as ratings go. Um, the Saints, I think, are obviously a huge one. You made a very good point, John, about how Jameis might not even be the starter at that point. That takes a little bit of the luster away from that former, very beloved by many, starting quarterback, a very polarizing figure in the Tampa uh, fan base. Um, but you have this big rivalry with the saints. Um, I think the fans genuinely dislike each other. They dislike the teams. I think that with the saints kind of running the division and the bucks coming somewhat out of nowhere in a one year span and winning a super bowl, beating the saints on the way out, you know, forcing drew Brees last career pass to be an interception. There's a lot of fire. Boy, what a souvenir, right? Um, so I think there's a lot of fire there, but I do, as someone mentioned, um, think that that's a largely regional storyline. I do think there mm-hmm. is a lot of intrigue in Jameis. I think there is a lot of intrigue in those two being divisional rivals and being such competitors. But yeah. again, Dallas is such a, I mean, they're America's team, yeah. arguably the biggest fan base in the, in the United States. I know my uncle, lifelong uh, Tampa native, is a massive Dallas Cowboys fan and a massive yeah. New York Mets fan. Because right. and, growing and up I, here in Tampa. I think, too, they're like in the top five. For, TV market with Dallas. Yeah. Right? I mean, so when you were growing up here job. without a team in the Bucks, without a team in the Rays, without a team in the Bolts, you yeah. would cheer for the teams that were on TV all the time. Right. And so for my uncle, that was the Cowboys on so many Sunday night football games, Monday night football games. He was watching the Dallas Cowboys and watching right. them go on and win championships. Um, and one hey, thing you know I think about that. Warren, Warren Sapp was a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, 100%. Well, if you were from this area, a, a lot of yeah. people were. And, and when you brother, look down... His ahead, brother, sir. well, I'm going to say his brother was was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, and 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 Sap was was all you know pissed off because his brother was super excited he was becoming a Buccaneer. Sap was not excited about coming to Tampa because growing up in in Plymouth, Florida, which is just next door to Apopka in Central Florida, he did not want to come to Tampa and uh, you know deal with the with the the lovable losers in, in Buccaneer orange and cream sickle pants. And look how that turned out for me. Ended up coming here, being arguably the greatest buck of all time and winning a ring doing it. But like I said about the Dallas Cowboys having not just a massive regional fan base, but a massive nationwide fan base, you have a lot of teams coming to Tampa this year that are like that. I I was talking to some buddies earlier in the season when kind of looking at the Bucks' opponent, and I said any team that had any dominant stretch, any dominant decade – before you had NFL Sunday ticket and the option to stream stuff and watch any game at your disposal, they they got a huge national fan base because they were on TV all the time. So when you look down their schedule, they obviously open with Dallas. They have a massive fan base. You've got Miami coming to Tampa in week five. They had a ton of success in the 70s, still have a huge fan base. You've got the Chicago Bears coming in October. You've got the New York Giants. You got Scott, you know, you've seen Giants games. I mean, one two years ago where – it seems like I'm, I'm sure a little less so this year coming off of a, a Super Bowl, but you've seen situations where the stands are just painted in mm-hmm. colors yeah. that are not red and pewter. And you're going to have Hate a lot that. of those teams that would stereotypically bring that massive number, the Buffalo Bills, another team in December. So you've mm-hmm. got four or five teams, I think, that are all coming to Tampa this year that have massive, massive national fan bases. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's something that's really cool. That's um, interesting. Austin, what? 
Well, listen, he, this is this is something else that's really cool too. If you've checked out our stories and Taylor, you just put the the, the schedule story in pewterreport.com, you might see that Mega Seats is the official uh, ticket provider for pewterreport.com. Yeah. And uh, and so long lost laser. Anybody check ticket prices for opening night? Six hundred dollars starting price in the nosebleeds. Crazy numbers. Well, the good news is uh, you can go to megaseats.com and use the promo code pewter and you're going to save 10% off of your ticket prices. Mm -hmm. And here's the great thing. There's no service fees. So what you yeah. see is what you get at, at other ticket places. You, you go, you go ahead and make the purchase and then you have the ticket prices. Then you go to checkout and they tack yeah. on more service fees. There's no service fees at megaseats.com. So go to megaseats.com, use the promo code pewter, save 10% off your order today, mm -hmm. tomorrow, throughout the whole year. And here's the other thing, too. You want to go see Kenny Chesney. You want to go mm -hmm. see um, Foo Fighters, any concerts, uh, any sporting events, go to megaseats.com. Use that same promo code pewter, not just for Bucks tickets. Right. But you can use it for any concert anywhere across the country, and you'll save 10% plus no service fees on your tickets. Love it. It's a great, great deal. Hope people take advantage of that. And man, it would be a huge solid for us if you just sent that to like your contact list. You know, just yeah. like, yeah. hey, You're just send, money, like, spread the word. Right, exactly. Like, tell all your friends, like, look, you can, this is a great deal. Take advantage yeah. of it because it's awesome stuff with mega seats. Um, so yeah, the good observations there by you, Taylor. You know, it is going to be awesome to see Raymond James packed out. My hope is that it's Bucks fans. You know, I feel like that's, we're going to learn that this season, right? I mean, I don't begrudge any fan base. You go 18 years without, you know, winning, you know, winning anything, yeah. you know, significant. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people to be like, wow, like you, you gave up on your team. Like I've said for years, I don't understand Browns fans, why they put themselves through what they put themselves through every single year. And for those who do it, God love them. But now this is a different story with this team. They've been moving in the right direction for a couple of years. They got the quarterback play they need. Uh, this is a football area. Everything you know about this area is football. And so yeah. if the Bucks can garner that kind of following now and get everybody back in the seats and get things moving in that direction in this area and get right. the swell of Tampa Bay fans growing in this area, I don't think this is a market in an area like uh, the, the LA, you know, with the Chargers and the Rams, and where it's just kind of tapped out. There's so much going on, and you're never going to get more than, than what's there. And some of these other places that are NBA cities or MLB yeah. cities, whatever it might be, I don't think that's Tampa. I think it's a place that wants a football team to cheer for. Now they've got one. And I'm stoked to yeah. see what that does. I've already go out. I remember when I first moved here, compared, you know, early December, compared to after they go on the winning streak, win eight straight and win the Super wow. Bowl. I see it all over the place, man, all yeah. over the place now. And I don't even live, I'm live like 35 minutes from Tampa. So I absolutely love it. And I hope that it continues to kind of take over the area. And it's going to start with the people, honestly, that are watching the show right now because those are the diehards. It's going to start with them. They've been through the thick and thin, most of them. And then it'll keep bleeding over from there. But I'm excited to see that manifesting in itself in home games. Yeah. And outside of those initial thoughts, I mean, like you guys mentioned earlier, um, no eight-week stretch away from home. Right. Um, like we saw two years ago, um, as of now, knock on wood, no week one by week that will be made up in <laughs> right. week 11 or week nine this year, potentially. But this really is just such a moment where it's like, oh, you're just waiting for things to happen. I know Matt and I have talked about it in the past, kind of when the season ends, you're just like itching for the draft to get here. And once the draft mm -hmm. is over, you're itching for OTAs and then those get old and you're itching for preseason and that gets old. And then you're just, it's just a constant you're excited for all the things that are going on, but you just can't wait for week one to kick off. And I have a little story. I don't know if I've told either of you, and I know our fans don't know it. It won't rival the Josh Freeman story, but I was reminded of it, Scott, when you were talking about rainouts in preseason yeah. games. Back when Matt and I were still interns, we had not graduated to beat writer level. Mm -hmm. It was We each got one a credentialed game in the preseason one year. Right. And I think I was there for a Browns game. It was oh, God, an 8 yeah. p.m. kickoff, yep. um, and I actually did not have a parking pass. So I parked in the gate at One Buck Place. Right. Uh, Trevor, good friend of the pod, former yep. colleague Trevor Sycama, came and picked me up, brought me over. Well, when the rainout happened, it delayed the game an hour. Yep. The game ended up finishing very late. We got our work done. Trevor gave me a ride over to One Buck Place, and my car was it locked was inside. It was closed. It was closed, That's and my right. car was locked inside. <laughs> So I told Trevor, you know what? Don't worry about it. Go home. 
I'm going to call an Uber. I know you live close and I live up in, you know, near the university up in North Tampa. Just go home. I'll call an Uber. And out of the kindness of his heart, he said, no, don't do that. I'm going to give you a ride. He gave me a ride all the way back to Temple Terrace. The next day I had to have my roommate drive me down to one buck place, tell security that my car had been locked up and get it the next day and drive it home. God bless Trevor. So that is what, (laughs) that is what preseason football brings us. Great opportunity for the guys at the bottom end of the 53 roster, as Bruce has said so many times, but not always results in great stories for us at Peter. That's, that's true. The beat side of it can be tough during those preseason games. But, hey, you know what? I am honestly – those preseason games are going to be so much fun. There he is. A yeah, hero, that's why we love Trevor. A man of the people, the Trevor Sycamore. That's right. <laughs> Saving the Super day. But... hero, Trevor Sycamore. Here's my big take on this season, man. Like, and I'm going to be so on this because I don't think anybody's going undefeated. I just don't think it's happening anymore. That's my right. personal opinion. I just think there's too much. Games. There's yeah, too much parity in the too. league. Then you add the game. You know, it just the extra game. To me, it's just too much. But if y'all want to talk about going 20 and 0 or 21 and 0, whatever it is now, talk about it because you are probably never going to see a chance like this again. And if you lose a game and Saints fans come at y'all on social media, whatever, like who cares? Still going to be better than what that sorry team has to offer. So talk about it. You know, if you want to talk about a team going undefeated, I hate when fans are like, oh, I don't want to mention it because I'm afraid I'll jinx them into a loss or jinx them. What you say has nothing to do, nothing to do with what's going to happen in this season. You're Unless you're wearing pleats and a helmet. It doesn't matter. What you exactly think. right. You're a fan. <laughs> Live it up. Have fun. Talk about going undefeated. This is the best roster in the NFL. It's the best team in the NFL. It's a favorable enough schedule that you can talk about it. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I just think it's way too tough in today's NFL. But go for it, man. Talk about it. Don't be afraid. Like I feel like with Pittsburgh, they're like, oh, we're going to go 11 As soon as they go 11 and 0, you know, they're like, oh, we're that's the that's the presence they have. They feel like they can always be that team. And in Tampa Bay, people are kind of learning, I think, now to have that swagger as a fan base but like man i just think y'all should talk if y'all want to talk about going undefeated talk about going undefeated don't be afraid to talk about it the jinx doesn't mean anything none of that garbage means anything talk about it and live it up when you have a roster where that's literally realistic it's not i don't think it's gonna happen like i said but it's as realistic as it'll be with any team that we'll see in recent history or uh, the upcoming uh league uh, that we'll see in the next couple years so you mean, people want to talk about it talk about it you mean going for two john that's what, what you're I mean. Talking about? Going for two. Antoine knows, man. Yeah, he knows. He does. He understands. But yep. that's the kind of uh, opportunity the Bucks have in front of themselves this season. The regular season will present its challenges. Uh, let's just real quick pull up the schedule again if we can, Scott. Yep, and I it. just want to touch real quickly on a couple of the highlights for me. The, the couple of the circ- – obviously week one, I circle that game, not only because I want to get off to hot start, football's back, all that, but I really think, you know, if this offense can get going in that game – you get some, even though you have some tough teams, your tough quarterbacks, you get a defensive game, you game again, offensively, you should beat Atlanta, you know, but if you can get off to that hot start with ever, all those weapons, I would love to see that. I think picking up where you left off is always a, a big thing. And so that's a game. I have the new England game, you know, for sure. The Rams game, because Brady played so poorly against them. That was the one game I really felt like was, he just didn't play well enough in. I know people talk about the first, the second saints game, I just I saw there being way more issues than just Brady in that game. I felt like the Rams game where he he made a lot of plays that were very uncharacteristic of him. How does he come back? Obviously, different defensive coordinator, but I want to see how he comes back in that game, um, how he responds in the, in, in against a, a team that has a lot of talent. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Um, that's one. Uh, now I can't see the rest of the schedule, but <laughs> the same the Saints. I definitely want to see Week Eight. Uh, just it's always there. Saints are a good roster, good team, no matter what. That one's always going to be there for me. Like, I want to see that game. Um, the Giants, I think, could be one of the surprises in the league this year. If Daniel Jones can even play competent football, the rest of that team is really good. So that's one I definitely have marked down. And then Buffalo Week 14, man, I, I think that's – I love that. Uh, I love that game. I can't wait to see those two teams play. I hope everybody's mm-hmm. healthy for it. That's one I've circled. And then to me, it honestly reminds me a lot of, you know, last year they had the week 12, 13, 14 or whatever, or week or 11, I guess it was 12, 13. And it was kind of a tougher slate. And then you come out of that stretch. They had the bye then, obviously, but those last four yeah. games of the season, they were able to get hot. And the first one was Minnesota. And I think New Orleans could be a comparable. And then Carolina Jets, Carolina, to me, seems a lot like 
you know, Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta this past year to finish off the That's season. Exactly right. Yeah. Good chance to get hot going into the playoffs. I love that too. That's my other observation about the yeah. State. And, and I, I'll say this: I think Carolina is going to get better as the season goes on, though. I think Sam Darnold, uh, if if he's going to play well this year in his first season in Carolina, it's going to be late as opposed to early. So um, I think he's going to get benched by week. You think 16. so? I, in, in favor of who? Who's the? Benchmark? I don't know. I don't even know who they have. <laughs> I just don't. I they're committed, man. They they didn't draft Justin Fields. They're committed. Uh, here here's here's an, an, another observation before we get out of here. Okay, if you look at Week One in Dallas, it's Thursday night, so you're going to have a week off before you play that game. In between the third preseason game, the final preseason game, and that Thursday night game, then you're going to have ten days off before you play Atlanta. Right? Then we talked about this tough stretch. You go from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. Uh, and, and two of those games are ones on the West coast, ones up in the Northeast. And those are two, you know, interesting opponents. Rams will be a tough game. I think the Patriots with their defense will be tough. Then you come home to Miami. Then on a short week, you have Philadelphia and that's, that's on the road. And if then you've got another 10 day off period, right? Because you've got the short week, then you've got that extended break. Uh, so I think what you're looking at with those two Thursday night games early, you kind of get a little bit of a mini buy there. And then you, you know, both of those, then you've got the bye week and week nine. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of, 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 ample time to rest up during that period of time. And then you just kind of go into, you know, week 10 to week 18. That's, you know, that, that that's the stretch of games right there that, uh, will determine what, what the fortunes hold for the Buccaneers, whether they are winning the NFC South, whether they are competing for home field uh, advantage in the playoffs. Uh, I would be shocked if this team is not a playoff. Right. John Catlin with a funny observation. The Bucs have no chance to win the Super Bowl because they can't lose to New Orleans in week one. Both Super Bowls where we lost to New Orleans in week one, we are doomed. That's funny. I yep. hope that uh, hopefully losing in week one isn't the key because I'd like to see them win that. Week yeah. one game. There's not many teams. You don't want to lose the Cowboys, you know. Right. No matter what they do the rest of the year, you talk will to you about hear it. about it. <laughs> That's right. And you will it's never one. stop hearing about it. That's right. Hey, uh, I want you to hear about this playbook products, ladies and gentlemen. The these are the slate coasters that they have. You've heard me talk about them before. You can see the mug up behind me. There's plays uh, that they have on those mugs. This side of me, sorry. Uh, there's plays up on those mugs that they have. It's in great detail. They're beautifully made. They're great products. Go over to playbookproducts.com, place an order for something. Father's Day, just around the corner. Great time to get a gift. If you do, and you send a copy of your receipt, you're one of the first five people that send a copy of your receipt to sr at pewterreport.com, we'll send you a Super Bowl DVD for free. That's right. That's will be a part of the deal. So just let Scott know. Let send him again the picture of that receipt, date on everything, so he can confirm when you bought it. But if you can do that over Playbook Products, buy something over there and then send him. We'll send you the Super Bowl DVD, which by the way is awesome, and it'll get you even yes. more pumped up for this upcoming NFL season than the schedule release did. So there you go, Playbook Products. Check them out. Great buy stuff. some great stuff over there. And last but not least, uh, since we're in the, the promo type of mood right now, uh, let me tell you about Briar Greaves Insurance. They're my insurance carrier. Let them be yours, too. Uh, we're getting ready to hit into hurricane season. Uh, it's, just, it's just summertime, and that's what happens in Florida. It's hurricane season. Last year, there were over 30 named storms. And so you want to make sure that your house is protected against the elements and certainly if you have a hurricane or, or tropical storm force winds they could wreck your house your roof uh, etc and whether it's homeowners insurance or commercial property insurance briar greaves insurance is the place to go for all of your insurance needs and you know what they also do car insurance they also do life insurance so make sure you head over to briargreavesinsurance.com for more information about the different types of uh, insurances uh, that that they carry in terms of the policies. Sam and Briar will take great care of you. They're very quick and responsive, mm -hmm. whether it's by phone or email. I uh, couldn't recommend these folks enough. They're big supporters of not just the Buccaneers, but also proud supporters of the Pewter Report podcast on pewterreport.com. Give them a call, 813-876-4166. That's 813-876-4166 or briargreavesinsurance.com. 
Tomorrow on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be it's going to be a, a very good time on the podcast tomorrow. We've got John Owning of the Dallas Morning News is coming on to talk Bucks, Cowboys, Week One, particularly Demarcus Lawrence versus Tristan Wirfs will be a topic of conversation. It's going to be a great show. John is a dear friend. He's one of the the, the people I trust the most in this biz. Not only to tell us all about the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Bucks and get ahead on that matchup, but also to talk prospects. He is a big edge defender. He's scouted. He's probably one of the most trusted voices in the field, in my opinion, on scouting edge defenders, especially that position. He is just crazy informed about that position. So I, I every edge defender taken. That's that's been my position really when I've been scouting. But he, I am always talking to him about all my takes. He's going to come on, not only give us his thoughts on that game. He's going to talk to us a lot. John is going to tell us what he saw in Joe Tryon's game and coming out of college and where he sees him needing to improve as he goes and heads to the NFL level to play for the Bucs this season. So it's going to be great to get his insights. That's tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. John Owning, he's going to be on with me. We're going to break it all down. It's going to be a great show. For everybody that jumped in here to the schedule release show, we appreciate you. We love y'all. Y'all have made this podcast awesome, kept it rocking every time that we're on the air. So we appreciate y'all, and we'll see you again tomorrow in another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast. Out. Out.